You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. Hello, and welcome to Uncovering Hidden Risks, a new podcast from Microsoft where we explore how organizations can take a holistic approach to data protection and reduce their overall risk. I'm your host, Erica Tully, Senior Product Marketing Manager on the Microsoft Purview team. And now, let's get into this week's episode. Welcome to another episode of the Uncovering Hidden Risks podcast. In today's episode, we will discuss trends, insights, and strategies in data security with some paradoxes observed from a newly published Microsoft report called the Data Security Index. We will then share a few recommendations to help you solve the paradoxes and strengthen your organization's data security posture. Let's start by introducing today's guest who will join us for the discussion. Horane Oboroy is the General Manager of Data Security, Privacy, and Compliance at Microsoft. Horane, would you like to share a bit more about your background and experience? Sure thing, Erica. So I'm the GM for Data Security, Compliance, and Privacy at Microsoft. Um, what you would call a, a boomerang. So I was at Microsoft for 12 years, I left for six, and now I'm back. And one of the reasons I came back was because of what I saw Microsoft doing in the cybersecurity space in large, and then in particular around data security, compliance, and privacy. And so I joke, I say I spent the first half of my career helping customers build their data states and clearly saw a need for growing data security and compliance. And now I get to spend the second half of my career helping customers protect and govern their data states. Also joining us today is Tina Ying, Senior Product Marketing Manager on the Microsoft Data Security Privacy and Compliance team. Tina, would you also like to share a bit more about your background and experience? Yeah, sure. Thank you, Erica, for having me here. Hi, everyone. I lead product marketing for data security and insider risk management, and I have been with the team for more than six years now. I really enjoy and love what I do, as the team is always working on new and exciting projects. We are constantly learning new insights and sharing good stories that can help organizations secure data better. And I'm very glad to be here to discuss some of the new findings we have in the report. Perfect. Can't wait. And with that, let's dive into today's topic. Harain, we mentioned that Microsoft has recently released a new report called the Data Security Index. Could you please explain what prompted the team to do this research and release this report, just as context for our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So with tens of thousands of customers that we help every day, we found that all of them look at data security as a key pillar of the cybersecurity program. And these customers are always looking for best practices and practical approaches to improve the data security posture. And when you look out there at all the research that's there, a lot of that research is focused on the cost of data security incidents, but not as much in terms of best practices and architectures and ways to make things better. And so the team, you know, led by Tina, they set out to curate a practical set of best practices and learnings from our existing customers. And so what they did was they surveyed 800 plus data security decision makers and ended up with this report, which we're really excited to share today. 
I've been attending quite a few conferences lately, and these are exactly the types of questions that I hear our customers asking. So I think this report's really timely and can't wait to dive into maybe some of the key findings. So Tina, could you please share some of the key findings from the report and maybe what finding was most interesting to you? Yeah, of course. Following our survey conducted this year in August, we uncovered several interesting contradictions between best practices and actual practices, or you can also say the contradiction between the perception and reality. So one particularly interesting finding was that having more data security tools doesn't bring more security, but the opposite. So the data in the report shows that organizations that use more than 16 tools actually experience 2.8 times more data security incidents compared to those that use fewer. And decision makers actually have the right intuition on that. 80% of decision makers agree that a comprehensive data security platform with integrated solutions is superior to using multiple best-of-breed point solutions. However, in practice, the usage of solutions remains very fragmented. So on average, organizations are still using more than 10 different tools to manage data security. I found that insight very interesting because more tools brings less security, but organizations continue to adopt them. It seems counterintuitive that having more tools doesn't equal better security. I'm curious why the data shows this trend. Harain, in your customer conversations, have you also observed this happening? Yeah, you're right, Erica. It, you know, it is somewhat counterintuitive, but you're going to have to start with even thinking about, okay, wh what does it mean to have more tools? So let's start with that definition. It can mean that an organization has, you know, one set of tools or solutions for data loss prevention. They might have another set of tools for email security, yet another one for endpoint detection and response and yet another one for identity and access management. Add to it, then you have other tools for e-discovery from the legal teams, and you might have other tools for regulatory compliance and privacy. So with all of this different tooling, you get a lot of additional complexity. And let me give you some examples. So um, let's start with something as simple as data classification. You need to classify, you need to look at your data, and you need to classify whether that data is sensitive or it's not, and what kind of data it is. And so when you have multiple tools, it means that you might classify that data once for data loss, and then you have to go classify it again to do e-discovery. And so now you've got separate silos of data, and then you have to create separate silos of policies that work on the classifications. That's at the basic layer. Now let's talk about alerts. When you have multiple tools, you're going to get alerts from all of those tools. More tool tools means more alerts. More alerts isn't necessarily a bad thing, but if you're getting duplicate alerts, now you've got to sift through those duplicates, and it's going to take you more time to get through all of the alerts. And so more alerts doesn't necessarily mean the quality of the signal is necessarily better. And now say you've sifted through the alerts, you know which ones you care about, and then you think about incidents response. Every time an incident occurs, each admin of a particular tool has to conduct their own investigation. Then they have to reconvene and then manually determine the nature of the incident. And so in doing all of this, a lot can get lost in translation. And ultimately what that does is your mean time to response 
and resolving an incident starts to go up. And so you get these false alerts, you get longer time to resolve incidents, mean time goes up, and therefore, you know, your security incidents are going to go up as well. And so now you have gaps in between all of these different silos, what one of our customers referred to as the Swiss cheese version of security, where you've got a lot of holes. Yeah, it's almost like an inertia in solution adoption that where organizations tend to just acquire more solutions and adopt them as a response to like anxiety and uncertainty around data security. And I want to add one thing that Haran said about alerts in the research report that we had. We actually see that uh, organizations who use more tools, they receive more than twice the volume of alerts than organizations that use fewer tools and they can only review a smaller percentage of them as well. That's exactly right. I mean, to, so to net this out, I mean, more tools means more alerts, means more siloed investigations, and ultimately longer response times. Yeah, that sounds really frustrating. I'm sure organizations know that this duplication isn't efficient, but they're stuck in an ecosystem of siloed solutions. Tina or Harain, how do you think organizations can break this pattern? Yeah, I can chime in here. I mean, this is certainly not easy. Here's my take on it. First, security leaders must recognize the false sense of confidence that often arises from relying on many, many isolated solutions. It's crucial to understand that vendor consolidation not only reduce costs, but also could help you to enhance security, even though this may seem counterintuitive. The data security index report we just mentioned provides a lot of data points that illustrate how fewer but integrated solutions can actually lead to improved security. It is a very valuable research and resources for organizations to uh, share with their peers and leaders so they can reconsider their strategy in this regard. Haren, what advice do you usually give organizations that have the challenge of using isolated point solutions? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a couple of things. Awareness is definitely the first step. Security leaders need to be aware of the issue, understand why it happened in the first place. And a lot of times it's because different teams in the security org have different goals that lead them to buying solutions for their specific use case. And each team wants to perform their best, and that leads to a best of read procurement. But security doesn't work in silos. Even if you purchase the best solutions, if they don't work well together, you're going to have gaps in inefficiency and security like we just talked about. And so the security leaders need to be committed to not just buying best of breed, but to making this change and set it up as integration as a priority and as a goal. They need to ask questions like, do the solutions we're going to purchase work well with other solutions? Will it improve our overall security posture? Will it weaken it? And they can even add it as one of the solution selection criteria. So security leaders need to lead their teams with the goal of enhancing all up security posture and efficiency. And from there, they can then facilitate the collaboration across their teams to work together and support that teamwork. So this kind of approach fosters forward thinking. It prevents teams from getting overly fixated on existing practices or isolated use cases. And it allows for the implementation of the necessary changes towards a more integrated and effective approach. 
Yeah, it definitely takes a village to enhance security and the effort should be unified. And I think the solution, the integrated solution can help support that effort. Thank you both for sharing these fantastic recommendations with our listeners. I wish we had enough time to cover all the great insights in the report, but unfortunately we don't today. So for those listening, you can actually read the entire report at aka.ms slash data security index. And we'll also include that link down below in the show notes. To wrap up, let's shift gears a bit. Harain, I'm aware that your team at Microsoft has made some substantial improvements in data security and compliance over the past few years. Could you please tell us a little bit more about how the solution set has evolved and how it can assist organizations in enhancing their data security and compliance efforts? Yeah, that's a great question, Arakan. Appreciate you asking. So data security has become a central focus for our team in light of continuously evolving data and risk landscape. And I believe a mature and integrated data security platform empowers organizations to achieve several objectives, discovering sensitive and valuable data, detecting critical risk associated with that data, and ultimately preventing incidents by implementing the controls based on that assessed risk. So all of these capabilities have to work together to build a robust defense around the data, which is the most important asset for an organization. One of the examples that we bring these solutions together is the data classification capability that I mentioned earlier as well, that's built into the platform. This capability is best in class. It uses machine learning and AI to help identify sensitive data very precisely. And all of our data security and compliance solutions leverage that same platform and classification in order to apply those controls. So I can give you an analogy to understand the power of this platform. Imagine you've got a home entertainment setup, you know, with a TV, a sound system, a gaming console, and a streaming device. And each of these devices comes with its own separate remote control. And using these individual remotes, you can turn the volume up and down, turn the devices on and off, but it can be really cumbersome and confusing because you have to keep swapping these things out and they don't work with one another. And so you have to remember which remote is used for which function and each remote works a little differently. So now consider the unified data classification capability as the universal remote. You don't have to classify your data multiple times for each solution that's using it. You just do it once. And whether you're doing e-discovery or data loss prevention, your data has been classified once. And just like the universal remote, you don't have to deal with that added complexity. So as you mentioned, what else are we doing to continue evolving this platform, right? So now that we've got this universal remote in place, we've got these common platform capabilities, we can start to add more solutions on top of that. So it's not just data loss, it's not just e-discovery, things like insider risk, things like lifecycle management. We can keep adding new solutions to the overall platform while sharing those underlying components and keeping that complexity simple and not creating new silos of data. I love that universal remote analogy. It's really easy to understand. Tina, I know your focus is specifically on innovation in data security. What are some of the recent developments that you can share here? 
Yeah, I really love that analogies of like how a unified platform brings solutions together. And to echo on that, I think the recent innovation we have in data security is really to see what's the net new value or new synergy that we can create using this integrated platform. And then so one of the prime example here is adaptive protection, bringing together information protection, insider risk management, and data loss prevention together. So what adaptive protection does is that it see where the sensitive data is and actually also see what's the risk around that data. And then based on that, we can actually understand the user context, assign user with risk level, and then apply and enforce DOP controls based on the user's risk level. So the outcome of it is that high-risk user can be prevented from exfiltrating data, while low-risk user can work as usual. And then this can only be achieved if all the solutions are built on top of the same platform, using the same classification, using the same policy engine. And so it can really be seamlessly brought together to enable organization to implement those more adaptive data security strategy. And then so they really resonate with our report very well because you see that the more integration you can bring together, the better your security will be. So that's a prime example I like to mention here. So we do have a little time left before I wrap it up. Now that we've been through it once, are there any other interesting findings from the report that you want to mention? For sure, Erica. There were were lots of interesting findings. One that comes to mind is data security decision makers tend to overestimate how secure their systems are. So specifically, 75% was satisfied with their data security solutions and 80% said they knew where their data is and they could assess their risk accurately. However, when we looked at the actual numbers, those organizations had about an average of 59 data security incidents a year. And that's a pretty high number. And so there's a high confidence level in terms of data security decision makers feeling like they know what's going on with their data. Yet, when you look at the number of incidents, that's pretty high. So we found that to be pretty astounding and also another one of those paradoxes that came out of this research. Thank you so much, Harain and Tina, for joining us today. To wrap up, we'd love to know What is your personal motto or what words do you live by? Love that question, Erica. I really believe in leading with positivity and possibility. So when we focus on all the things that are going right, we see more potential, which leads to more positive action. And there's this wonderful quote that I heard some time ago that I'll leave you with, which is, when fear comes knocking, let faith answer the door. So don't be driven by what can go wrong, but rather by what is possible. And how about you, Tina? What's your motto? Yeah, I think my recent one is to just be useful. This actually was shared by one of our marketing leaders at Microsoft, and I just love it and have been living with us, just focusing on the value I can bring to the table and be useful. Then opportunities will naturally come. Well, I love both of those mottos. Thank you so much for sharing. And thank you again, Harain and Tina, for joining us today. Thank you, Erica. Thank you. We had a great time uncovering hidden risks with you today. Keep an eye out for our next episode. And don't forget to tweet us at msftsecurity or email us at uhr at microsoft.com. 
We want to know the topics you'd like to hear on a future episode. Be sure to subscribe to Uncovering Hidden Risks on your favorite podcast platform. And you can catch up on past episodes on our website, uncoveringhiddenrisks.com. Until then, remember that opportunity and risk come in pairs, and it's up to you where to focus. This week on the Microsoft Threat Intelligence Podcast, join us as we dig deep into the XZ backdoor with its finder, Andreas Freund, and senior security researcher, Thomas Rochia. Be sure to listen in and follow us at msthreatintelpodcast.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.